Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a weekly podcast about living the writing life. I am your host, Sayward B. Eller, writer, podcaster, and hopeful editor. I wasn't really sure what to talk about this week. I'd love to talk more about eliminating thought verbs and fill words in my narrative, but I'm so scattered at the moment with writing projects, school, and trying to relaunch my small jewelry business that I hardly know what I'm doing. <laughs> writing time? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I've written almost 2,000 words this week, but it was an assignment for class, so it doesn't count in the grand scheme of things that is my writing life. Maybe maybe then I should talk about making time for writing or or in my case, not making time. I've always had a ton of excuses for not writing consistently. For eight years, my excuse was the very emotionally and psychologically taxing job I had, though I did finish two novels and begin a third while employed there. Then, in August of 2018, I suddenly found myself without a full-time job, and after walking through a daze for a couple of weeks, those of you who've suddenly been terminated probably know what I'm talking about. But after walking through that daze for a couple of weeks, my husband said, why don't you do what you've always wanted to do? Get your writing career off the ground. This, I thought, was a great idea. Seriously scary. But nonetheless, it was a super idea. It's what I'd always wanted to do. But there are problems with working from home that I didn't expect. The most prominent being the excuses and time sucks do not stop. <laughs> I remember thinking almost daily, especially at the end of my time at my previous employer, I remember thinking on the drive to work almost every single day that I would love nothing more than to be home all day. All that writing time would be a dream. I forgot that not while I was, you know, making these plans, I forgot that not everyone else believes that writing is a real job. And this presents a whole new set of problems that we're going to get into in just a minute. First, though, I want to talk about how my lack of confidence as a writer led to me making a decision that took away from my writing. This, this dream writing time that I finally had thanks to my husband and thanks to my previous employer. All I wanted to do for so long was be able to write full time. But the problem with going from making a fair amount of money every year, every, you know, two weeks, the, the problem with going from making that money to making zero money is the guilt that comes along with being a burden. Because, you know, for eight years, I've, I contributed to my household. I helped our household build into what it is. And all of a sudden, I'm not making any money and I'm a burden on my husband. Despite the fact that he said, you're not a burden. I want you to do this. I want to see you make your dream come true. There's still this feeling of guilt because I am such a burden. Uh, such a burden. I mean, we all know writing is a long game. You don't decide you're going to be a full-time writer one day and all of a sudden you find yourself in the money. I have yet to make a dime off of my writing and I've been doing this full-time for a little bit over a year. It's been about 13 months and I have made zero dollars. I have had one piece selected that I've submitted and I mean I'm not I'm not submitting as much as other writers but at this point I <laughs> I have made zero dollars. Now, I should add here that, much like my novels, I don't plan my life. 
shock of all shocks, right? <laughs> there are writers who make extra money by submitting freelance articles and editing. Uh, the editing is a realm that I'm entering very slowly, but the freelancing and the editing takes away from the actual writing we're all dreaming of doing, right? We all want to be Stephen King or Nora Roberts, James Patterson, or, you know, insert the 1% writer name here. You know, there's that 1% of the writing population that they're making big bucks. So insert whatever name you want to there. We all want to be that writer. We want to be able to stay at home, write full time, and make a great living at it. I mean, maybe not even be the 1%. Maybe we want to be in the percentage that they are living comfortably off of their writing. Their name is a good enough brand that they put out a book and automatically it's at least somewhere on that USA Today bestselling list or New York Times bestselling list, one of the big bestselling lists, right? But we don't realize when we're making these plans and we're, we're hoping, we're, we're planning our dreams or we're, we're daydreaming about what we want to do. We don't realize that all of those stories, those 1%, they're Cinderella stories. They don't happen to everyone. That's why they are the 1%. Change my mind, please. I would love for you to because sometimes I feel like I'm just so jaded that maybe I'm not giving enough credit where credit is due. But I do know that there's a small percent of the writing population that makes the millions of dollars. But there's also a good portion of the population that they're making a modest living. That's where I would love to fall. Back to my point. <laughs> my lack of confidence in my ability to make writing work for me led me to entertain a second dream I've been working on for several years. I wanted to be a small shop owner and I won't get too far into it. <laughs> but an opportunity presented itself as multi-level marketing opportunities often do in the form of budget-friendly jewelry. I thought to myself, I can do this. I can build up enough business to launch the other part of the business that I'm really passionate about. And then I can write, you know, I can write while doing all of this. Let me tell you, for seven months, this jewelry business took a lot of time away from my writing. You have to just like with writing, and I don't know why I didn't really think about this beforehand, because I've been trying to build my platform for years as a writer. And for some reason, <laughs> and this is because I'm not a planner, I'm sure, I did not think about the time that it takes to really build a platform for your business. I know, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm slow to the game sometimes. <laughs> So I, I didn't identify this jewelry business as a means to sabotage my writing until it was too late. I mean, I really enjoy selling pretty costume jewelry. So if I can find a way to balance both businesses, it's a win-win for me. The problem is if I had had more confidence in myself last year when I decided or, or when my husband said, do this, make your writing work, if I'd had more confidence in myself, then I would have turned down the opportunity to buy and invest in this jewelry business. And I've done well with the jewelry business. I don't want to, to say that, I, you know, I'd love to do better, <laughs> but I've done much better than I even anticipated. And I have some wonderful customers, but I'm here to talk to you about my writing life. And that has been still moving along 
about at about the speed that molasses comes out of a jar slow and that's because again I've I've got something in my life that divided my time. Not only that, but there are other things that we stay at homers allowed to interfere with our business time, right? People think we're just sitting at home, so our time is their time. And this is another thing that I've struggled with for almost the entire first year that I was staying at home. Somebody needed someone to run an errand? Call Sayward. Need a babysitter? Call mommy. You know, driving home and want to chat because you're bored? Call Sayward. She's not doing anything. I seriously had to put my foot down a few months ago and just be like, look, my working hours are seven to four. If you need me during that time, someone had better be dying (laughs) because seven to four is just like I'm driving to an office and working for somebody else. I am doing a job, but getting them, getting people, the people that love me the most, even getting everyone who I love, who loves me, people who, you know, don't love me, but they like me, getting them to take what I'm doing as a serious job was a struggle that I I really hadn't anticipated. I'm not going to sit here and tell you everyone stopped calling or stopped stopping by. That still happens, but the frequency in which it happens has really declined. Now, instead of just dropping by, my daughter calls to see if I finished working for the day, most of the time, before coming over with the grands. That, my friends, is progress. (laughs) I am also in an MFA program, and that does take some time away from my writing, but the creative writing program is nowhere near as time-consuming as the graduate program in history. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I am an almost fully trained historian. (laughs) It really helps with the research aspect of writing, though I haven't written any fiction dealing with my specialization yet. That's a little weird, but (laughs) when I was in the history program, it took a lot of time because you had to read the books and you had to read the articles and you had to research and the research takes so much time. And then you had to put all of these thoughts together in eight to 20 page papers So the history program, I absolutely loved it. I've been in two. I was at one at High Point University from 2010 to 2012. Those of you who don't know, High Point University is in High Point, North Carolina. It was my dream as a a kid to go to High Point University. So as an adult, when I finally got around to going to college, I went for my undergraduate degree there in history, and then I I attended their graduate program in history, and it was a wonderful program, but I left there in 2012, and in 2018, I started the history program at Southern New Hampshire University, and I was in that program for several months, and again, I mean, it's just exhilarating to me to do the research and put the stuff together. It's an overwhelming program, but it is, I absolutely loved it. What I did though when my last child graduated I decided to do something for myself I'd always wanted to I'd always wanted to be in a creative writing program I already have my undergraduate degree so there was no point to go back and get a creative writing degree as a a bachelor's that led me to call my advisor at Southern New Hampshire University and say, hey, I'd like to apply for the creative writing program. And it took a, a couple months, but I got in and 
I've been in ever since and I absolutely love the program. It's nowhere near as taxing or time consuming at this point as the history program, but I do love writing and history. Not equally, history is a little bit below writing, but I can tell you that the MFA program in creative writing for me is not as strenuous as the history program. So it doesn't take up as much time. So that's not really a time suck. It's just another thing that's on my schedule. Like my podcast, I really enjoy doing this podcast. This is not a time suck. This is just another thing on my calendar. And that goes for the my author tube channel over on YouTube. I'm having computer issues now, so I haven't been able to post my video for last week, and I don't think I'll be able to post one this week. I'm trying to get my computer issues straightened out so that I can... My computer is not... It, it can't handle everything that I have on it, so when I try to do videos for YouTube, it just... It takes forever and I just have to figure out what to do. So again, YouTube video, that's another thing on my schedule. These are all things that I can put throughout the day, but I'm not putting my writing as my priority. And that's something that if you're a stay-at-home full-time writer, if you're going to say you're a full-time writer, I say I'm a full-time writer. I should be full-time writing, right? <laughs> so really, instead of office hours from seven to four, if I'm going to be finished by the time my husband gets home from work, because as a writer, we love our writing, but we need to to be there for the people who love us and support us and allow us the time to be at home. So I try to get everything finished up before my husband gets home so that we can have time together. And that this is where my time crunch comes in because I should be able to fit everything into my schedule. I just need about four more hours in the day. <laughs> if I could get that, if I could go without, if I could live my life on four hours of sleep, I'd be okay. I'd be able to make this thing work. <laughs> So here we are entering fall again. Thank goodness. Uh, I've got a lot of fires burning. So I realized I need to be really deliberate with scheduling my time. And I have always just bucked against this, but I bought a planner. I don't know how to use a planner yet. It's a process figuring it out. Making it a habit is also a process, but I am growing to appreciate the the help a planner brings. It makes things a little bit easier keeping up with what I'm doing, what I have to do, upcoming appointments, blah, blah, blah. So this is my life now. I have filled my, <laughs> I filled my stay at home writing time with so many things that is hard to write. But I feel like that's an excuse. And as stay at home writers, as full time writers, we have to be careful that we don't allow ourselves to make those excuses to not write. This is very difficult sometimes, but we, this is a process. Writing is a process. Being a stay-at-home writer is a process. Some people ease into it much easier than I have, but it's my own fault for lacking self-confidence that I can do this. But I'm going to make this work. I am hoping that if you're listening and you're a stay-at-home or having some of the same problems that I am, you're going to be able to make it work too. <laughs> I am going to stop talking now. Obviously, I need to get back to work. To all of you dreamers out there, keep dreaming. Staying at home is my favorite thing. In fact, I like it too much. <laughs> my family and friends are now calling me a shut-in, which is not good. I understand. But it was my goal to be at home to write, and this is what 
I need to fill my time with. Oh, did I also mention I'm trying to learn French? That's another thing on the calendar. <laughs> I'm really wrapping it up now. Keep dreaming. Keep pushing to make the dream come true. But be aware there are obstacles and you may be the biggest one. I know I am. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Happy writing.